Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Now, you know, when you talk about prayer, there's so many things that you can say about prayer. But, you know, I started thinking about how thankful that I am that God has revealed what He has to me about prayer. How about you? Because I went for a number of years in my walk with the Lord, and I did not understand about prayer. I just didn't. I knew that praying was what we were supposed to do, but I didn't have any understanding that what God wanted us to do was ask Him. And when we ask Him, that is when He begins to move for us. He knows what we need. That's what he says. But then he goes on to say, I know what you have need of, but ask. And so, well, why do we have to ask? Because that's the system. That's the guidelines. If you want to do it the way you want to do it, you're not going to get results. But if you do it the way he wants us to do it, then we will get results. And that is, he knows what your need is. But he said, if you want it answered, you ask me. And that sets a movement in this cycle of, Uh, the kingdom of God, and then God begins to move, to order, to rearrange. And so he tells us over and over again in the Bible to ask, and that's God's way. And so uh, do you ever get tired of just saying, well, I don't want to ask. I'm tired of asking. You know, do you ever feel that way? It's like, you know, but the thing about it is we ask. Now we You have to persevere in prayer, you know that, because answers don't always come immediately. But if you read the book of Daniel, you begin to see why that maybe prayers don't come immediately, because there's an enemy that works against us, the enemy who is Satan and demonic powers, to try to stop and block But we're to persevere in prayer. So there's so many angles that that we can have into prayer, but they all lead to fruitfulness and productivity in the kingdom. And so I am really glad I found out and I discovered about prayer. So, you know, I don't, I don't get tired about looking into the scripture to find truths about prayer. And because I'm always seeing things, even though I've taught it for a long time and the truths I might have known for a long time, I always see things and understand things and get light in a way that I didn't have before. So maybe that can happen to you. How about it? I'm open. Be teachable, right? You know, I, I, I really believe this. I was just thinking about this lately. One of the worst things that can happen to a Christian is to be unteachable. To be unteachable. You know, we're to be humble and we're to open ourselves to the Holy Spirit and allow Him and the people that God brings in our life to teach us. I remember, and you can't figure out who this is, so don't try to do it, but I remember at one point in time that we... uh, Now, this has happened more than one time. This example is just on my mind right now. But uh, we had hired someone and brought them in in a position. And when we do that... We don't do everything perfectly here, but uh, what we wanted to do is we wanted to train them, mentor them, help them come in and learn the ropes, so to speak. You understand what I'm saying? Not just, you know, cut somebody loose and then they don't 
know what to do, how, you know, that kind of thing. Now, a lot of things you have to figure out. We can't tell everybody everything, but we can set it up for a win. But what I began to notice with this person, everything that we would say and we would teach when they would be with me or whoever was doing, you know, it wasn't just me, it was other people involved too. But whenever uh, we would instruct or try to mentor them, then it was, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I got it. And then go out and do exactly the opposite of what we said. And see, it takes a little while. You don't, you don't get that right away. You understand? You don't pick it up right away that that's what they're doing. And so, you know, a period of time of doing that, and then you understand they're unteachable. They won't listen. They won't learn. They won't grow and develop. This is the way I've done it. Bless God, it reminds me of the people when I was growing up in church. And, you know, we had some great people in our, the church I grew up in. But you always have those people, you know, this is the way we've done it for years, and this is the way we're going to keep doing it, you know. And so just stay in your ignorance. That's all I got to say. But, you know, when you have somebody that's on staff and they want to stay in their ignorance and don't want to be coached, or trained, you got a problem. Being unteachable is ugly in my eyes. If you go to work for someone and you take a job and you won't let them train you and you won't be teachable, you're going to have big problems. You know, the, the greatest thing when we think we know it all, we're going to fall off our little stool. It's a truth. I want to be teachable. Although I think I know everything. <laughs> That's what Eddie and I, well, he knows everything I know. We both know everything, but we don't. And we realize that. We're just kidding, okay? So remaining teachable is so important. And even in this area of prayer, it's important to remain teachable. When you think you know everything about prayer, that's when you're going to miss out. You don't know everything about prayer. I don't know everything about prayer. We're to be teachable. Amen? So, you know, we've talked about a lot of things over the period of time that we've been praying. And tonight I started thinking about there, there are secrets for people who pray as an intercessor. There are secrets. And one of those secrets is found in Romans 8, 26. And we're going to look there for just a moment. Romans 8, 26. And, and really, I guess I'll set it up like this. When, when, you, when you're praying over things, how many of you have discovered that you come to a place where, number one, you, you can't see everything for the way it really is? You're, you've got a skewed or a one-sided view, if you, you know what I'm saying. You, you just can't see it for what it is. And, and so... You need direction and you need guidance when you get in prayer. Well, we're going to look at Romans 8.26, and it's going to tell us about something uh, when we find ourselves in that position, in that situation where we don't know what we need to pray about. But now I'm going to just interject this in here before I read this. 
there, there are times that when we get in prayer and we hit those spots where we just are not understanding, we're not getting where we need to get in prayer, we, we are in a time and, and um, we're not understanding how we need to approach it, how we need to pray about a situation. We know that we can pray in the Spirit and that is good. But I'm going to tell you a thought. That, let me just interject this in here. There's a thought in here that we all need to consider, and it is God's wisdom. When we, when we are in that situation, we can pray in the Spirit, which we're going to talk about, but then we need to receive wisdom. Wisdom is given, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1, Jesus was made unto us wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him come to God. And then even in 1 Corinthians 12, there's scripture over there that talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And it says that there is a, listen to me, a word of wisdom. It didn't say the full, you know, showing you everything. He will just give you a glimpse or a word of wisdom to know how to deal with your situation. I don't know about you, but that has happened to me so much. And this word of wisdom, whether it's a, the gift of the Spirit or whether it is uh, this wisdom that Jesus was made unto us, whatever it may be, it's like a light turns on. Do you understand? One moment you're in that situation, you come before God and you pray and you don't know what to do. And then you do. And then you do. And He gives you insight. And you know, even if it's not something that you can jump up out of that prayer closet and go share with someone, you know that you know that you know. Some things we don't need to be blabbermouths about. I've had to catch myself because I get so excited when God shows me something. It may be about my life. Or it could be about the church or someone else that I'm praying for or something like that. But, you know, I want to get up and I want to go tell them. But, you know, I've had God many times say, don't do that. Don't do that. And, and when you feel that, do you know what that is? Did you ever get a stop in the Spirit? You know what I'm talking about? You get that stop in the Spirit. Let me tell you what not to do. Don't run over it because God's trying to direct you at that point. So when the stop in the Spirit comes, you'll feel it. Actually, you will. And it's, mm. and I've tried before, I'm going to say something, and it's like, mm. and I just take my words and direct them in another way instead of what I was going to say. You understand? So that's important. But when you pray and you don't know what you ought to do, receive wisdom from the Lord because He knows what you don't know. Now, let me, let me say this. There's wisdom that is natural wisdom. Now, what is natural? Natural wisdom is not evil. Natural wisdom is a, wi a wisdom that we gain by living. Now, at my age now, I'm a lot smarter in, in just natural wisdom than I used to be. But you take the Word of God, and that, you know, multiplies your wisdom, because Jesus 
and the wisdom that he brings in. But natural wisdom, there's not anything wrong with natural wisdom. And then there's earthly and worldly wisdom. And again, the, the world's way of wisdom is a totally different way than God's way. It's totally different. What the world does, and they would consider that wisdom, is not wisdom. But we have, uh, we have a supernatural wisdom that is given to us by God. Don't you want to tap into that? Don't you want to go into that room? Don't you want to unlock that door? Don't you want to see what's on the other side? And don't you want to know things that you don't know? And receive it supernaturally from God? I believe that we're made to live supernatural lives. I believe that we are. I don't believe that we're just to live on the surface and, and the world's way. I believe that God gives us a deeper way uh, I believe that He gives us a better way. His way is a better way. Can you say amen? So anyway, there's all that. Let's read Romans 6, I mean 8, 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now let's just look at that for a minute. Now, likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. Now, I started looking at this word help. This word help is like a compound word, and it means to take hold, together with, and against. It's a compound word. All those things is what it means. When, when it says that the Spirit helps, He takes hold with us, together with us, Against what? Against what? Against what is um, the enemy brings, against obstacles, against whatever may be there to block what needs to flow through the Holy Spirit coming into our life. And so the, the Spirit helps us. God is not against you. God is not working opposing you. God is working for you through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. I don't know about you, but that's good news. So we can say here, the Spirit becomes our partner. He's our needed partner, and He comes alongside of us to give us assistance. Isn't that, assistance? Isn't that beautiful? I like that. Likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities. Now, this word infirmities means inabilities, inabilities to pr produce results. When you get into prayer and you have an inability to produce results, it says that the Holy Spirit will help you. So if you're in a time a perplexing time, and you're looking at a situation, you don't know what to do. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will come alongside of you and work with you against the enemy and against the plan and the purposes of the enemy to bring forth light, to let you see things as they really are. Just I was talking about Daniel a few moments ago. You know, I think it's Daniel 10, and you see over there that God. God gives, a, you know, he pulls back the veil and he gives Daniel a glimpse and he said, from the first day 
that you began to pray the first day. I heard you and I began to move, but there was a war going on. There was things going on. There's obstacles going on. You know, I was praying with someone the other day and this was so, you, I don't know how to explain it. I've tried to explain it here before, but I know when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I feel like Samson. You know, when I get into prayer, it, it, it may sound crazy, but that's the way, you know, I feel. So it's like, I know that God wants me to pray something, that he wants me to stand against something. And so this person asked me to pray with them and this thing just rose up on the inside of me and I just began to pray. And I just, uh, and, and the words I said were, uh, the, the enemy is trying to abort what God wants to bring forth in your life. And we will not permit it and we will not allow it. And I tell you, I think when you get in that place, that violent place of prayer, I think that's when some things can shake loose. I think that's when some revelation can come. Now, I don't, I don't feel that all the time. I don't sense that the Holy Spirit come up on me like that all the time. But boy, when I do, I see some things happen. I, some, I see some things shake loose. We're not going to permit it. We're not going to allow it. And I think if, if we would get more and more in that place in prayer, I think we'd see a lot more breakthroughs. I do. I'm not just preaching to you, preaching to myself to allow the Lord to use you in that way. Thank you, Father, that you're, you're going to use that example. You're going to move upon some of the people in this place in that way, and they're going to understand and know it when it comes in Jesus' name. Okay, likewise, the Spirit helps our infirmities, our inabilities to produce results or our weaknesses, whatever that may be. But I, I read one uh, translation, and I really liked... Uh, what it said, it talked about it helps in times of distress. The Holy Spirit helps in times of distress. So when we pray and we need help in times of distress or perplexing situations, God comes on the scene and helps us to overcome. Amen. It says... Uh, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so we get into that times of praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in other tongues. If you're not careful, you start taking your prayer language for granted. You start, oh, I'll pray, I'll pray in the Spirit later. Oh, I'm too tired. You, you'll, you'll start doing that. And that's the enemy trying to rob us of our power in God. Because remember, praying in tongues is, uh, is what charges your, your battery. Your spiritual battery I'm talking about. It charges you up. So don't let the enemy rob you of your prayer language, and praying in the Spirit. Very important. So just a few things, and I call them prayer secrets because that's the way I see it. Not everybody knows it, and the people can hear it, and they still don't know it. But I believe you, you hear it, and you understand it, and you know it. Amen? 
Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.